Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and joining me today, she is the number five on Swim Swam's top 20 uh, NCAA recruits for the girls' high school class of 2021. She's a University of Wisconsin commit. She's a senior in high school this year. Please welcome Paige McKenna. Paige, how's it going? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so reasons you might want to tune in today, I'll, I'll, we're going to get to know Paige. I've, I've never met you in person, but, uh, but I have read about you a little on paper. She trains at Nation's Capital uh, in Damascus, Maryland. Um, she trains under Coach Bruce Gimmel, who uh, is known for training the great Katie Ledecky, uh, who also swam at NCAP. Um, Paige is a distance-free specialist. She's under 16 minutes in the 1650. She's 440 in the 500 free. She could already be an NCAA scorer uh, going into her junior year at high school. She's a senior now. Um, so she, she's looking to be, you know, uh, she, she's looking to make some waves at the college level. She's obviously already made a name for herself in high school. Um, Paige, let's, let's get to know you a little bit more. How'd you get into swimming? Um, well, I started at like a young age, I guess I started with like a small team in Pennsylvania called Tri-Valley and it was, it was just like competitive swimming and I don't know. It just like got, I guess, like, um, I don't know. I just started to enjoy it more and I enjoyed swimming and meeting new people. And then I like moved to another team and then a couple more teams after that. And it just like, it's what I loved doing. So, yeah. Uh, did you, did you play other sports when you were younger? Um, I tried soccer that didn't work out, and I tried basketball, which also didn't work out. So swimming was the best sport for me. What what didn't work out for you about basketball or soccer? Uh, and and so was swimming kind of the default? It's like, well, I can do this, so I'll stick to it. Or was there something that really pulled you to swimming? Well, with soccer, I just don't like running, and like I think I quit the day at soccer practice when someone kicked the ball into my stomach and I didn't enjoy that either. So, and then basketball, I don't like people throwing things at me. So, and I was just best at swimming. So I decided I'll just stick with that. Things hurtling towards your stomach and or face. Uh, you know, it's, it's always kind of threatening, never seems good. I'm right there with you. I've, I've had a basketball and or soccer to the face one too many times uh, certainly a contributing factor of why, why I started swimming and dude, I hear you, yep. uh, low contact sports. It's, it's the way to go for some of us. Uh, so you started swimming. Um, and like you said, you were the best at that. What was your first, what, what really got you, uh, loving swimming? Was there an aha moment where you're like, okay, this is like really, this is really fun for me. This is really what I want to, to pursue. Um, I don't really think I had like 
the moment where I knew. I just knew I was bad at everything else. And um, I just like enjoyed going to practice every day and swim meets were all so fun for me. So I just kind of decided to stick with swimming and yeah. Do, do you have uh, older, younger siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister. Um, she swims uh, for Special Olympics. So we have like swimmers in the family. My dad swam in high school. So yeah. Nice. And so, so you've, you've got a swimming background. Um, and how long have you been swimming at NCAP now? Um, almost four years. Okay. So you've been at NCAP for a while. What was, what clicked for you about that club? You said you'd been to a couple different clubs. Um, what, you know, NCAP for four years now, your, your whole high school career, and even a little before that, um, when you first got there, what, do you remember your first day of practice at NCAP? Um, yeah. So I tried out over the summer, and um, I don't really remember much of it. Uh, I think I was training with Sue Chen's group, so I was in, like, the younger group. And her warm-ups were extremely hard, and it was long course, and I was, like, struggling a lot, actually, and I was, like, um, I'm not sure if I want to do this, but it was like, yeah, I tried out for two days, I think, but all of the girls there were so inviting and, um, I just really felt like part of the group, like from that first day and the coaches were so nice and just the whole team in general. So you mentioned Sue Chin. I, I'm, for those who aren't familiar, Sue uh, known for developing a, a lot of young talents. Um, I think most notably was Jack. She was Jack Conger's coach for a long time. Um, who, you know, 2016 Olympian, uh, all American swimmer at an NCAA champion at Texas. Uh, so, so you started out, you know, age what 13, 14, uh, in Sue Chen. And, you know, you mentioned that warm up was pretty hard. Um, how long were you swimming for Sue, uh, in that group? Um, I think I started when I was 14 until my, exactly my 15th birthday, I moved up to Bruce's group. <laughs> was that your birthday present? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, so what do you, you know, in that, uh, in that time in Sue's group, um, how do you feel like that prepared you for Bruce's group? And what do you feel like you took away from training with Sue? Um, Sue's group, um, well, her coach, like, her sets are, like, kind of different from Bruce's sets, but, um, I was more, like, I started in Sue's group, and that's where I, where I really started to progress, like, I, I really started to notice a difference from where I started in the beginning of the group to when I eventually moved up to Bruce's group, so I think Sue helped a lot with my actual progression, and um, so, yeah, well, like, Sue's warm-ups are extremely hard, but then Bruce's warm-ups are, like, kind of, like, chill and easy. So it was kind of, like, a difference moving to Sue and Bruce, but um, Sue helped a lot. Uh, so you mentioned that their sets are a little different. Give me, do you, I mean, do you remember a Sue set? Uh, give me an example of, you know, a, a, a main set that Sue might throw you guys. Um, I remember, um, 
we usually with Sue will do like 21 200s and it would be like all one stroke non freestyle so I would usually do backstroke and I forget what interval it would be on I don't want to remember either I just <laughs> but um yeah we'd usually do 21 200s with Sue or like 3100s like best holds on the 115 or something so yeah <clears throat> I'm speechless. I <laughs> that's that sounds uh like a lot. Um <laughs> but you made it you made it through. I can see why <laughs> I can see why your 15th birthday was such a happy time. <laughs> that sounds intense, man. How It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mentally take me through one of those sets. I mean, how do you get through that? How do you how do you stick with swimming through something like that? I mean, did you did you are you someone who enjoyed that pain or are you someone who just kind of who kind of shouldered through it and you're like, well, I did it and that's that and move on to the next day? So usually during those sets, it depends how I'm feeling that day. I know I don't like to look up on the board and see that I have to do 21200 backstroke. So I kind of just like go with it because I know it's not like my best stroke or like yeah but I usually just try to give it my best and I just like go through the motions of getting because usually it's like I don't even know how it's like split up but it, we don't go straight 21 200s like there's rounds to it but just trying to get through each round just like round by round <laughs> So there, there, there's a process to it. That makes sense. And uh, it's, it's not just straight. That's, that's relieving for me to hear. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you, you go through sets like that. Um, tell me about your teammates in that group. You know, were they supportive of that? Were they kind of in the same boat as you? Were, were you leading the pack or were you, were you, you know, middle of the pack? Were you the caboose? I mean, what, where were you lane wise and, um, in that group, what was kind of the dynamic with you and your teammates? Usually on a set like that, when it's like stroke, I'll be in like the middle, I guess. Um, because I'm obviously not a very good backstroker to be going in the front. But um, we on sets like that, we always like to encourage each other and we cheer each other on. And it's it makes the set better because, you know, you have you, your teammates next to you also in the same position as you. So it makes it a lot better. So I, we obviously know your freestyle prowess is on point. Uh, you've, you've got a lot of range, 147 in the 200 free, all the way up to 1548 in the 1650. Um, tell me about your other strokes. You know, you say you're, you say you're a decent backstroker. You would do that for <laughs> 21 200s. Um, what's what's up with your your relationship with butterfly and breaststroke so i'm it's it depends i really can barely finish a 200 fly but um breaststroke it's like up and down i remember one year where i was like suddenly like decent at breaststroke and it surprised everyone and i was at like a meet in richmond and I made it back to 
to the B final of the 200 breaststroke long course and I won it. And Bruce is just like, maybe you're a breaststroker now. And I'm like, oh. And now this year, I like, after that big breaststroke season for me, I injured my knee from doing breaststroke too much. So I had to completely stop doing breaststroke and I haven't really been able to get back to that. So, I mean, yeah. And Bruce is always trying to turn me into a 400 IMR, which he says distance freestylers should be good at the 4 IM too. But I kind of just like, I try to push back a little bit, but um, yeah, I also enjoy the 4 IM, except for the fly part. I do not like the fly part. I think we can all agree that the fly part in the 400 IM certainly the worst. Thank God it's the first. We can just get yeah. it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be anyone's response when your coach says, hey, I think you're a breaststroker. I think the appropriate response is, eh. <laughs> I think you said it best. Um, yeah. So when you – I don't – I'm – I'm guessing you may have thought about this looking, looking ahead to college, you know, <laughs> I, I'm guessing your day one and your day three events, 500 free and, and 1650. And, and if, if that's not correct, please correct me. But have you thought about what your third event might be um, in, in a college meet type format? Um, it would probably be the 200 free I'm guessing or Yeah. Is the thousand an event? I don't think so. I don't even it, know. It, it dual meets the thousand is definitely there, but uh, yeah, not typically not at like an invite situation. But all right, that's fair enough. Two hundred free. I was thinking maybe maybe the four hundred IM might get thrown in if Bruce has his way. But I, you know, we've got a lot of time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> guess we'll see when once once you get up to Madison. Um, so you turn fifteen uh you you get to bruce's group tell me about the first practice with bruce you said that warm-ups are easier um what else was it like training with with uh gimmel um i don't really remember the first day like vividly i do remember i got there like early and i was just sitting on the bench and i was like shaking because i was so nervous but before i like officially moved up I would do mornings with them so they would do Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 5 a.m like 5 to 6 30 so I started there but um the group wasn't as big in the morning as it was in the afternoon so um I think my first day was a combined gold one and gold two group so there's like multiple groups and I was put into gold one and Sue coaches gold two but they usually combined it. And I don't like, I don't really remember what set we did, but I do remember I struggled a lot with it. Like everyone was like really fast and I was just like nervous. You know, it, it's, it seems like a big group. Can, can you name some of, some of your teammates in that group just to give some, our audience some context on, on just how fast some of these kids are. So in our gold one group now we have, Aaron Gemmel, Sophie Duncan, Eleanor Sun, Ella Myers, Marin Conzi, Jill Berger, Brett Farrick, and Dylan Denae. So it's like five girls and two guys. It's not very big. 
That's that's a little surprising. That's not very big. Is that typical for that group or or is that pretty small for you guys right now? Um, I think it's about the same we had last year. Most of the um, seniors we had in Gold One went to college. So last year in Gold One, there was only four girls. So it was me, Aaron, Erica Chen, and Chase Travis. And then I forget how many guys there were. But um, yeah, so like the group dynamic changed too because now we have more girls. But also we have more stroke people so yeah it changed a lot interesting um that's so what do you what do you think about how how big is sue's group um i don't know like the exact number but it has to be like maybe around if i don't even know like 10 like 15 maybe Okay. Interesting. Um, so what do you think about, I mean, usually, usually at a club, especially one like NCAP, well, I, my, my assumption was that at a big club like NCAP, you would have a top group that had, you know, 20 to 30 kids in it. Um, your training group is seven athletes. What do you think about having that smaller training group? Um, it's definitely like different. I we I actually enjoy it a lot because you get to like know each other better and we have like afternoon practices where it's just gold one and it's like nice but most of the um people in my group are all stroke people so it's kind of like difficult for me because I'm like the distance freestyler but um like we get along really well and it we have a lot of fun during our practices in a small group like Last week, Bruce let us order pizza after practice, so um, we get to do a lot of things that bigger groups probably wouldn't get to do. Pizza for seven swimmers is a lot different than pizza for 30 swimmers. Mm-hmm. I say swimmers because, I, you know, one swimmer can eat a whole pizza, <laughs> and uh, but that, that's, that sounds like a big bonus. Um, yeah. That sounds super cool. Uh, so you mentioned that that previously your training group at least female wise you had Aaron Gemmel who is is a junior national champion you know Bruce's daughter right mm-hmm. yeah. um and then you had Chase Travis who was a distance phenom herself now mm-hmm. a freshman at Virginia Tech um you know again you you said when you moved up there's a lot of fast kids um once you kind of got into the swing of things in Bruce's group what was it like having those two girls as training partners? Um, it was, it was fun. I, I know I would always like look up to Chase and she was a good training partner to have. And I know, um, practicing with the guys was always like good for me because I was able, like, I tried to be able to like keep up with them on sets and stuff. And then Aaron, Aaron and I would always like the two kickers in the pack because we're I I'm not very good at kicking so it was good to have different people to train with for different things definitely was can you recall was can you recall a set in the last couple years um that went really well for for two of you or three of you that that you guys were really throwing down on because I'm guessing 
you know, you, you guys pump out some pretty serious yardage. Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe not one that went specifically well, but I know like we would do 10,000 for time or 5,000 for time. And I always enjoyed those or another set we did. Um, it was like 25 200s or like a set of 200s, but um, you got to choose when you would race or when you like took an easy one. But he had like time standards and you we would have to rack up points to be able to leave practice. So I think for the girls, you had to be under 153 or 155. I don't remember specifically and um yeah that was a really fun set that we all did really well on because i think we got the points relatively quickly so yeah i i would like to get into both of those sets because they both sound intriguing for different reasons let's start with that that set of 200s that's you know i've i've seen coaches do other sets that are similar to that i think it's it's super cool um, but you mentioned, you know, the time standard, you guys had to rack up points, the time standard for the women, either 155 or 153, regardless, if you're going that multiple times in practice, um, that's pretty speedy. You know, that's like a, that's like a solid division one collegiate swimmer time for, for a female and you guys were just throwing them down. So do you remember, uh, what you personally were going on those 200s and how many you guys had to rack up? Um, I think I got eight in total points or, um, I think around there. And I think for a couple of them, I was holding 151s and then near the end I was getting towards 153s. So, but we got to take like easies in between if we want, like easy 200s in between. So I think that helped, but yeah. Do you remember how many, so you said it's 25 200s and I'm guessing, you, you know, you have to, you have to get to, you have to get there by number 25. Is that right? I think, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, do you remember how many it took you, you, you all to get there? Um, I'm not sure. Cause it was like a long time ago, but I know since there was like a lot of, there's a lot more kids in the group. It was like easier to get to the amount of points that we needed. So. Makes sense. That's fair. Um, so that sounds like a cool set. It sounds like you guys were, you were flying on those. And you said that five Ks or 10 Ks for time, uh, not uncommon and that you enjoy those, not something you hear every day. Uh, what do you enjoy about, about a longer swim like that, especially, um, with, with the elite training partners that you have? Um, I enjoy like being able to swim, like kind of at my own pace, but I do always forget to count. So I kind of like mess up where I am, but it's just like relaxing to be able to swim that long at your own pace, but it's kind of difficult to see where everyone is. But, um, yeah, I always have to mentally prepare myself for those sets. Like I have a routine during the day because usually we know, like he, he'll tell us if we're doing one of those. So I usually like eat cookie dough before practice 
that's like my thing. I don't know. I just, every time I had cookie dough before practice, I would do really well. So, and it's edible, of course. I wouldn't eat raw cookie dough. But um, yeah, I always have like a specific routine that I do. Well, now that this just begs the question, why cookie dough? Um, I honestly don't know. I just like eat cookie dough. Like I'll make it or I'll go buy it. Like the tubs of edible cookie dough at the store. I don't know. I just saw like an Instagram post one day about cookie dough and I was like craving it and I couldn't stop craving it. But I would notice how I would do well like at each practice before I eat cookie dough. So it was kind of just like added to my routine. <laughs> you can't argue with the results. <laughs> Eat cookie dough before a long distance practice. Do well. The Paige McKenna, <laughs> Paige McKenna method. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, so you're into, you're into long distance practices. You, you stack up on cookie dough before them. Um, it makes sense. Do you, is there anything else that goes along with that routine? Um, I usually take a nap before I like have a really flexible school schedule. So I don't have to be at class cause I do online school and I don't have to be at class at any specific time. And it's just like my schedule and my pacing that I want to go on. So I usually like get in a nap before practice. <laughs> Nap, cookie dough, kill a 10K for time. <clears throat> there you have it, folks. Uh, so it's, it's awesome to hear about um, this NCAP culture that you've been a part of building uh, under Bruce Gimmel. Have, has, uh, have you ever, I have to ask, have you ever trained with Katie Ledecky? Yes. And usually every time that she comes, Bruce puts me in her lane. <laughs> I have gotten lapped multiple times, of course, but um, it's always fun when she's here and we always talk. So um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think the first time she came to practice, I was like fangirling because I like I was like younger and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Katie Ledecky, like, and I'm swimming in her lane. But yeah, it got more normal the more she came, but it's definitely fun each time. Having having uh sorry took my mind totally blanked having witnessed katie ledecky from afar you know i've interviewed her before i don't have a personal relationship with her but she seems like a very grounded person she seems like a great teammate um that's super cool that you get that opportunity to to swim with her to get lapped by her uh yeah. do, do you uh, do you remember a set that you've done with her? It doesn't have to be the one you got lapped on, but was is there one that stands out? Maybe one that you that you were almost able to keep up with her on? Um, I think the set I remember most is um, it was one afternoon, and it was me, Katie, and Aaron in a lane, and we were doing like sets of one hundreds and. I think it was like maybe it was probably one of the 3100 sets that we usually do. But um I don't really remember what happened. I just know I was like behind her and then Aaron was behind me. And um I think I was able to probably stay behind her pretty well and yeah, it was definitely interesting doing 100s. So I mean after after that practice 
if you're able if you're able to stay in Katie Ledecky's wake, you you walk out of that practice. How how are you feeling, and how are how did you feel going forward the rest of that week? Um, I felt pretty confident. I was like, okay, if I can get through a set of 100s without getting lapped by Katie Ledecky, I should be fine for the rest of the week. So it was definitely a confidence booster. That's again. It sounds like a super cool experience, and uh, yeah, I, 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 my confidence would certainly be sky high. Um, so, you know, you you do this intense distance training again. You're you've you've trained with Katie Ledecky. Your coach is her old coach, but more importantly, he, you know, he he is an accomplished coach um, who has shown that he can train distance swimmers really well. Going into a, any given race, you know, if you're behind the blocks and you're getting ready to swim. 500 free 1650 um what do you feel like your training does for your confidence um because again you said you've enjoyed these 10ks um you've enjoyed you know you've you've done all this different kinds of distance training how do you feel like that prepares you to to hop in the pool and race um one of these distance oriented events um it makes it helps me calm my nerves down a bit knowing that I've like done these intense distance sets and I was able to keep my endurance up so it definitely helps knowing that I'll be able to get through the race without like dying in the beginning that makes sense (laughs) uh it seems like you've you've certainly built your endurance do you guys ever do you know speed work or power work or anything like that do you get to sprint every once in a while yeah, we do like um like now we've been doing a lot of more sprinting practices. So like in the mornings we usually do like 50s or something. And I've noticed that I've gotten better at it. So maybe I'll convert to sprinting. No, I would never do that. But um <laughs> yeah, it definitely um helps like in like a 200 cuz usually the back half of my 200 kind of just like falls apart by the end but um doing the sprinting practices like we'll do like 12 50s in a row fast or something it helps nice uh so that kind of brings us to to the here and now you know obviously everyone's pool situation was uh, really different with you know covid and the shutdown um what have your past six months looked like were you out of the water for a significant period or you know what what was your swimming situation like So for the start of quarantine, I went back home to Pennsylvania and um, I kind of stayed home for two weeks and I didn't go to the pool because um, the rules were like stay inside and stuff. But my dad, um, he works for the school district that I go to for online. So he has access to pools. I don't even know if he wants me to say this, but we were able um, to, he was able to get me to a pool. So we practiced at Liberty High School in Bethlehem. And so he would coach me. I would get sets from Bruce. So he would coach me on the sets and it got pretty difficult. Um, We would get in arguments almost every day. And um I like a couple of days we got into arguments before practice where I wouldn't even go. I was like, I'm not going, I'm dealing with this. But um, yeah, it was pretty difficult. We actually had Allie McHugh come down and she would have 
like Eric would give her practices and she would be like on the other side of the pool doing her sets. And then, so it was like just me and my dad and Allie. And um, yeah, it was pretty difficult nearing towards like the middle of quarantine. I started to not enjoy swimming at all. Um, I didn't want to do the sets. I wasn't trying. I wasn't motivated at all. I like, I actually was like, maybe I don't want to swim anymore because it was just so difficult for me to stay motivated. And um, I think one practice, um, I had a set. Well, I actually started making up my own sets because I didn't want to do Bruce's sets. And I would tell my dad that Bruce made the set, but it would be such an easy set to do. So I don't know how he believed me. And he's going to watch this and be like, what? But, um, yeah, so um, it was kind of difficult in the middle. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think one practice, I didn't even get in. I was like telling my dad and I was like crying hysterically. He's like, I don't want to swim anymore. Like, this is so difficult. And then we took a break for a couple of days and then um, it just like, yeah. And then it took me a while to get back. And then once I finally moved back to Maryland and got with the team, it got a lot better. So that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Trying to grind out, grinding out the yardage that you described with teammates is hard enough. Doing it on your own uh, with with no you know formal coach and by yourself that's that's tough and uh, I think most swimmers would probably lose a little if not all motivation. Um, so you, when did you finally uh, get back with NCAP then? Um, it, it was probably like um, maybe towards the end of June. Maybe somewhere. No, that doesn't make sense. I don't really. Um, probably like July, maybe around there. I'm not sure. Like the beginning of August. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Some sometime in the summer. Sometime. <laughs> um, you know, I think time's slipping away from all of us <laughs> during this weird period. Uh, so so you get back. You know, you spend at least three months away from your club team. Um, we talked about this before we got on this podcast, but you know, you actually have two apartments, one in Pennsylvania where your family lives and one in Maryland where NCAP is, uh, for you to train there and you live there with your mom. What, tell me about how long that has, you know, how long that situation has been standing and what that has been like for you personally. So in the beginning, it wasn't my idea my I knew I wanted to get serious about swimming and then all of a sudden like my mom and dad were like how about you train for NCAP and I was like what's that because I really like had no knowledge of like any teams or anything and um my mom was like oh Bruce Gemmel is Katie Lecky's coach like you we should go train down there and I'm like oh so we're all moving and my mom my mom's a nurse so she um, decided to become a travel nurse so she'll have like a contract for 13 weeks um, anywhere where she has a license so she got a license in Maryland so we got an apartment next to Georgetown prep where I train and 
it was me and my mom and then my dad and my sister stayed in Pennsylvania because my dad needed to keep his job and since my sister has special needs my mom didn't want her like moving schools so it was me and my mom in Maryland and we were like literally maybe like on the property of Georgetown prep where our apartment was so I walked to practice every day so um yeah it was definitely interesting it's hard I'm not gonna lie being away from my dad and my sister every day um it was definitely hard in the beginning because I was also doing online school I like since my whole schedule is self-paced um I almost like failed my freshman year of high school because I just didn't want to do the work and I like failed out of Spanish class. I think I had to like take it again. It was like really difficult. I don't see how you couldn't. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping in just for a second. As a 15 year old, you're like, oh, <laughs> pace yourself. You get to choose how you learn. I wouldn't. I totally get it. But sorry, sorry, please continue. So yeah, it was like, and I, and I was just getting like more behind in school and I like didn't like learn from my mistakes. So I kept doing the same thing every year until like last year, the last semester of last year, I was like, oh, maybe I can get ahead and actually do my work. So yeah, then I decided to actually do well in school. But um, yeah, so right now it's me and my mom and my mom works in Philly. So she like travels a lot. And then, um, yeah, and then I moved for college, and then my mom's getting a travel nurse job in Wisconsin and living there for three months before she moves back home with my dad and my sister. So. That's a lot of movement. Um, and that's So how far is it from your apartment in Maryland to your apartment in Pennsylvania? Um, like three and a half hours. Okay, so drivable but still pretty significant yeah um yeah i mean that's that sounds hard um being away from your family that much and uh, and to top it off having having to discipline yourself enough to get through your studies and then go to swim practice every day it's a lot to manage um so let's let's uh kind of wrap it up bring it to the here and now you're going into your senior year in high school. Um, you're back swimming with NCAP. How are you feeling about this coming year? Um, just kind of moving forward through it. Do you feel a little more prepared? Do you feel a little more at ease with your situation? Yeah, I definitely feel like I've grown since quarantine. And um, it's still like, I don't really know what the next year is going to be like regarding like meets and stuff. But it's like, easier on myself knowing that I've been training hard and like I've gotten back to the place where I was before quarantine so it definitely helps uh and the last question you know you're uh you're in your senior year of high school looking forward a little bit to that um tell me about your thoughts on after this year heading to Wisconsin uh to start swimming and learning at the University of Wisconsin I am like incredibly excited like you have no idea um I'm just excited to be with the team and Eric's gonna be my coach and I'm just like really excited me and um 
the people in my class always have Zoom meetings and we just like talk and play games and stuff and it's just really nice. And the team is amazing and I'm just so excited to be there. Well, Paige, I'm personally excited to see how things uh, keep progressing for you this year. Um, thank you. It was, it was so great talking to you and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you. I had fun. <laughs>